This is the last week to get your tickets. So go to amfest.com and use promo code POSO. We just had a bunch of new speakers that were revealed today. Go to amfest.com, use promo code POSO, all caps for up to 25% off. I'm flying out this Sunday, so starting next Monday, I'm gonna be there, Phoenix, Arizona. I will see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's stories, number one, gotta talk about it, Jussie Smollett found guilty of a hate crime hoax by a Chicago jury. Next, Biden to press Ukraine on ceding territory to Eastern separatists. Third, the NIH has stated no documents are available on the removal of gain-of-function definition from their website. And finally, Tulsi Gabbard is out saying the mainstream media will lead us to World War III. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. The entire corporate press, the entire regime media, told you for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks that Jussie Smollett had been attacked by two white men in red hats in the dead of night in Chicago, outside of a subway, screaming, this is MAGA country, pouring bleach over him and assaulting him. Entire story was a fabrication, it was a fraud, a fake, a hoax, a phony. And if you couldn't get that within the first 60 seconds of hearing this story, then either one of two things is going on. Number one, you are completely brainwashed, or number two, you have no critical thinking ability whatsoever. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a conservative to believe or disbelieve that story. But you need to approach everything with critical thinking now. Ellen Page, at the time, went on David Letterman and was screaming about this thing. Tens of millions of views she got on that interview. So many people all over the place. Jussie Smollett, Good Morning America, holding concerts. You had presidents and candidates and all sorts of people coming out in support of this guy. Listen to Jussie at a concert he held right afterwards talking about, I kid you not, he said he fought them off. Listen to this. I was bruised, but my ribs were not cracked. Okay. They were not broken. Okay. <laughs> I went to the doctor immediately. Frank Gatson drove me. I was not hospitalized. Okay. Okay. Both my doctors in LA and Chicago cleared me to perform, but said to take care, obviously. And above all, I fought back. I'm the gay Tupac. So now we can do our encore. Famously, Kamala Harris, senator at the time, wrote, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. He was found with a rope around his neck that he had placed there. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, representative, wrote, There is no such thing as racially charged. The attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. 
If you don't like what's happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Joy Ann Reed, nooses never really disappeared as messages of a specific kind of terror. But every time they're used, my God, it's chilling. Praying for Jussie's full recovery and for us all. You know, I checked, by the way, Joy Reid has never actually followed up on any aspect of the Jussie Smollett trial after this. But you know who did follow up was Kim Fox. Kim Fox, the state attorney who was funded by everyone's favorite Hungarian billionaire, sitting there, originally dropped charges on Jussie Smollett, was going to give him community service. The mayor, the police of Chicago said, uh-uh. He put us through that much. He made us send 26 officers to investigate this thing. $100,000 investigation, no way. And then what did Jussie do? He went up and perjured himself for hours. And this is something, and you're not gonna hear this anywhere else. So Jussie probably wasn't looking at jail time, right, prior to this. He probably, by the way, should have, he would have done better if he had just pled guilty. Right, just plead guilty to the six counts. These are class four felonies, the lowest possible felony. You'll get probation, you'll get community service, they'll probably have you doing vaccine PSAs or something. But when he got up there in that courtroom and perjured himself for two days straight in front of the judge and in front of the jury, now you've got a problem on your hands. Jussie, they are going to make an example of you. Now sentencing is yet to happen, but Jussie, I'm telling you, man, you should have just taken the rap. You should have just taken the heat. Own up for what you did. That's one thing they used to teach us in the Navy. When you're wrong, admit what you did. When you're wrong, stay wrong, admit it, correct it. Don't lie. The lie, the cover-up is always what makes it worse, is what makes it bigger. So Jussie, you might actually be going behind bars because you are pathologically incapable, just like Alec Baldwin, of telling the truth. There's a lot of that going around, and it's in Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, stop listening to celebrities. Folks, continue to support us, support the show. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO, use it for your Christmas shopping and also for your Christmas giving. One thing that Tanya and I are doing is we went to MyPillow.com and we said, you know what, we're going to order some extra stuff, some extra packages, uh, towels, pillows, different things that we can get, and we're going to be donating those to our local church this Christmas. They're distributing them to families that are needy, families that need it more than we do. So it's a way for us to give back to our community. It's a way to help through the church and really just something that's great to do. I think it's really part of the actual Christmas season, the celebration, of course, of Jesus's coming, of his birth, but also the idea of the way that we should spread goodwill towards others. That is the real purpose of Christmas. That was the purpose of Jesus's coming. And so that's why for us, we are going to go and use those donations that we did get them from MyPillow.com, and we're going to be going and distributing those at the our, at our local church. So going into the next story, geopolitics. And this came out of the AP of all places, right? I didn't expect this to come out of the AP. But Biden, the Biden administration, we've seen everything that's going on between Ukraine and Russia right now. So Russia is amassing troops on Ukraine's border. Ukraine is responding. They're amassing troops on their border as well. Why does this matter? Well, Ukraine has been talking about joining the EU and joining NATO, joining a military alliance with the rest of the North Atlantic. This obviously by Russia is seen as an aggressive act 
because uh, Ukraine traditionally have been seen as kind of a borderland. That's actually what the word uh, Ukraine means, granica, means border in Slavic. And so this was traditionally seen as a buffer between Russia, uh, the East, and then the West being the rest of Western Europe. But Biden, Biden, and this is crazy. So there are separatist groups in Eastern Ukraine that uh, are supportive of a Russian advance. They want to break away. They, it's similar to South Ossetia, if you saw any of that in terms of Georgia and everything that went on in 2008. But these separatists want to break away from Ukraine and want to join, or what they would say, rejoin Russia because they were part of Russia during the USSR days. And at different points in, uh, in Eastern European history, Russian history, they were part of the Russian empire. But here's what's kind of insane. From the AP, Biden is saying that they are potentially considering going to Ukraine and pressuring them to allow this region the separatist region to have a degree of autonomy away from Kiev. And then of course, I think everybody knows what would happen. They essentially would make ties with Russia. They would first start with economic ties. They would then start with cultural ties. They would essentially be on the slow path towards reassimilation with Russia. Why would this be in the purview or the remit of the United States? I don't think Joe Biden, President Biden, understands foreign policy at all. Remember, this guy was the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We were told up and down that he's a foreign policy expert. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't have a clue what he's doing. He doesn't understand any of the history of the region. Everything that I just said about the buffer zone and the history of Eastern Europe. No, he has no clue about any of those things. Why would you even ever be discussing something like this, you fool? you absolute moron. So of course they go and ask Jen Psaki about it. Let's play the clip. Uh, but I will uh, highlight for you that the president's intention going into this call was to provide an update for President Zelensky on his call with President Putin and underscore our support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, uh, as Secretary Blinken did when he spoke with President Zelensky earlier this week. So this is a follow-on to that call. Uh, President Biden is also intending to, was intending to discuss his deep concerns with Russia's buildup on Ukraine's borders and his commitment to respond with strong measures in the event of a Russian military escalation. Uh, we've engaged closely with the Ukrainians throughout this process at a range of levels and have been in daily contact with senior officials in the Ukrainian government. So clearly that is a component of it. I'd also note, I think as many of you saw, that President also provided an update to uh, the B9 eastern flank countries with a personal readout of his call with President Putin uh, to hear their perspectives on the current security situation and underscore our commitment to transatlantic security and to uh, our NATO allies. That so obviously, right, obviously, the best policy for the United States is the status quo, right? You want the status quo. You don't want to be, number one, be messing around with the integrity of Ukraine. The same way, the same way that with the U.S. supporting Maidan led to the annexation of Crimea. Understand this. When they overthrew the duly elected leader, the democratically elected leader of Ukraine, whether you like him or not, he was elected, but he was overthrown. And then Russia saw that as an act of aggression. So what did Russia do? They annexed Crimea. And of course they were gonna do that because that's where the Russian naval base of the Black Sea fleet is headquartered at Sevastopol. 
they were never going to give up. Like, look at Crimea. It is the most strategic land in the entire Black Sea, with the exception of Turkey's controlled Bosphorus Strait. Of course, they're not going to give that up. Now they control the Kurd Strait. Now they control access to the entire eastern half of Ukraine. You think they're going to give that up? Why are you so stupid? Why do you people not understand how to look at a map and understand what is in your interest? And why do you care about the borders of Ukraine more than the borders of our own country, sir? The National Institute of Health. I think they're known for three things. Number one is the con artists of Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins. Number two, of course, is putting out guidance that is constantly changing. And number three, funding gain-of-function experiments in Wuhan. Well, the Epoch Times sent a message to the NIH recently asking them about their website. And they said, we noticed that you had, and I think we had reported this on as well at Human Events Daily, they said, we noticed that you had had a definition on your website. And on the website, your definition was of gain-of-function. It was a 232-word definition of that type of research. But here's an interesting thing that happened, just a little thing, very interesting, very strange. Around the time that Human Events Daily and National Pulse and War Room and other places were reporting on the gain-of-function funding that went down in that Wuhan lab, Shi Zhong Li, the Batwoman, earlier this year, we broke the entire story down. Suddenly, magically, overnight, I guess by Fauci's elves must have gone in over the night and hacked the NIH website and removed the definition of gain of function. It disappeared. Huh, that's strange. And then Epoch Times filed a request with the NIH. They said, what's going on with that? Can you guys send us, do you have any emails that suggest why you removed this? Are you revamping it? Are you redefining it? What's going on? What's the policy change here? Why are you doing this? Here was the response. No documents exist explaining why officials decided to remove the definition of gain-of-function research from the National Institutes of Health website, the agency told the Epoch Times. The alteration took place sometime between October 19th and October 21st, 2021. The, re the request was closed this week. The NIH told Epoch Times that it does not have documentation on this. The Department of Health and Human Services in 2017 published a document explaining how to deal with proposed research involving, quote, enhanced potential pandemic patho pathogens, or gain-of-function research. The document narrowed the definition of pathogens to both highly transmissible and likely to cause significant sickness or death in humans. Huh, sound a little familiar? The page in question had described the general definition of gain-of-function research that fell outside the scope of HHS P3CO framework. Very, very, very interesting. And remember, of course, that who got into this on the stand in the Senate? Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Take a listen. Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know 
what you are talking about. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you and admit the truth. And you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and it could that. Have been. And if anybody and it could is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. We never did it. We never did any of that. We never made those droplets. Those droplets could have come from anywhere. That wasn't us. Of course it wasn't us. Get your booster. All right. You don't know what you're talking about, Senator Paul. All right, I'm sorry. I'm just going to... No, it's... You got... Posobic, you're not boosted. Poso, boost yourself. You need the boost and vax. Have you had any shots? I haven't had any shots. What are you doing? You're a bioterrorist. I am science. Do you understand what's going on here? This guy is squirming. He's squirming up there because Senator Paul's got him. He's got him locked in and he knows exactly what Fauci did. He knows about the funding through Dashak, through EcoHealth Alliance, through the Wuhan lab. He knows about the spike proteins. He knows about the ACE2 receptors and we know everything. But Dr. Fauci won't come clean. Well, I'll tell you this. We've got this congressional committee out there on January 6th. Where's the congressional commission? on an investigation of the funding of Wuhan and the origin of COVID-19. Folks, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's time to get on the lifeboats. The parallel economy and the parallel ecosystem has already been started. You see what's going on with Rumble. And now we see what's going on with Getter. Getter is the lifeboat. So we've got Hewn Events Daily. We're on the Rumble page. If you want to watch this show, if you're someone who's out there, you listen to Hewn Events Daily every day, you can now go to our Rumble page and watch it every single day. We've got a dedicated page for it. I think you're really going to like it there. Number two, you get on Getter because you got to get to the lifeboats now. We know the suspensions are coming. The ban hammer is cracking down. You saw all those Gen Z conservative accounts got wiped out overnight. The Ghislaine Maxwell trial tracker got wiped down. The Nancy Pelosi portfolio tracker got wiped down in the same day. I think it was actually the same guy who was running those. That all got taken out. You've got to go on Getter. Getter is the Twitter killer. Getter is the parallel ecosystem the communications distribution arm that we will be able to keep and that we will be able to keep safe and that we can share information that is embarrassing to the regime. So go on Getter, G-E-T-T-R, be there today. Next up though, we are also talking about someone who's discussing the machinations, the agenda, and what's going on behind the scenes of the regime. It's Tulsi Gabbard, Lieutenant Colonel Tulsi Gabbard, who's speaking out against what she views as the run-up to World War III, and who's pushing it. Take a listen. I'm just wrapping up my reserve duty here at Fort Bragg in uh, North Carolina. And um, as you know, yesterday, December 7th, was the anniversary of Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor. And so I've just been taking some time to reflect and to think about my brothers and sisters in arms who were killed on that day and how that day of infamy catapulted our country into a world war that resulted in the deaths and suffering of millions of people. And I've been thinking about how infinitely greater the death and suffering will be if we allow the mainstream media, the military industrial complex, self-serving politicians, if we allow them to lead us now into the apocalypse of World War III. So now is the time 
for anyone who cares for their loved ones, who cares for our fellow Americans, who cares for all, all human beings and wildlife. Now's the time to be reminded of the grim reality that we all face if we don't stop them. I think what the Lieutenant Colonel said there is absolutely correct. I think that you do have people in this country, very powerful people, that are very upset that Biden pulled the plug on Afghanistan, that he snapped and said, get us all out. No, actually I had somebody tell me just last night from the intel community, someone that I used to work with in Navy intelligence who came up to me at an event and said, look, Biden just snapped and said, I want out, I want everybody out. And he wouldn't take it no for an answer. He wouldn't even listen to anyone else. You've got situations now though, where people are looking at, okay, we're out of Afghanistan, where do we go? Where do we go fight? The grift must continue. That's what's going on in Northern Virginia, the intel community, the national security state of this country. They want war and they want war anywhere they can find it. Now I've said this for years. I've said this for years. If you want a strong country, you need to have two things, stable diplomatic relations and a strong military. It's as simple as that. This is the problem. This administration and these people, while pursuing this bloody path for endless war, have also created a situation in the geopolitical environment where they've weakened America and they've made the world more unstable. This is exactly what they want. Understand, they aren't creating the chaos accidentally. They want the chaos because they see the chaos and the destabilization as a path to power, both domestically and internationally. That is it for Human Events Daily. Uh, kind of a special programming note for today. This will actually be the final episode of Human Events Daily for 2021 that we hold here in Washington, D.C. We are decamping for Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be going out there. Uh, I'm flying this Sunday. And so from one Monday, next Monday on out, I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, doing the show from there from America Fest today. Moment of history, 1898, the Treaty of Paris ended the Spanish-American War. With that, America defeating Spain put America on the map as a world power. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.